You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hey, y'all, it's Kadeen. And Devel. And if there's one thing that we're known for, it's sharing a lot of our life with the world. From our social media sitcom, The Ellis's, to our podcast, Deadass, we're known for being as transparent as possible so that we can all learn from what we've been through. And after 12 years of marriage, 20 years together, four kids, we've been through a lot. <laughs> exactly. From cohabitating for the first time to being in a long-distance relationship. From having a lucrative career to going broke and building it back up again. From knowing that you're with the love of your life to not knowing who the person is at all. Hey, hey, hey. But you do know you got multiple personalities. I mean, that is a fact, touche. <laughs> <laughs> After much trial and error, we've learned one essential truth. If you're looking for a healthy relationship and a fulfilling life, you have to choose service over selfishness. And we just so happen to write a book about it. That's right. We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want from your relationship. Because, I mean, when you could put yourself first, putting your relationship first is the act of discipline. That could be the difference between one failed relationship and a legacy that spans over generations. And We Over Me, we talk about family, parenting, sex, and intimacy, finances, and commitment with honest advice threaded through our own stories. Now listen, we'll admit, we may not have all the answers, but we do know what good love takes, and it's friendship, grace, and service. And everyone deserves good love. Ain't that right, baby? That's a fact. We Over Me, the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want from your relationship, available for pre-order today. Pre-orders are available now at www.prh.com slash weovermeme. That's www.prh.com slash weovermeme. This is going to be a little different than what people expect. But stop. Putting your kids on social media if you get upset when people have opinions about your kids. Mm. I mean, I guess. You guess? I guess. But I will say, I feel fortunate to have been in the generation where social media was not even a thing. And I was able to grow and thrive without unsolicited opinions. That ass. That ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. 
<laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. Jackson comes to me and says, hey, yo, Pops, because now he thinks he grown, right? <laughs> I say, what's up? This was, I say last year, he was mm-hmm. nine turning 10. Mm-hmm. So a, a couple year and a couple months. He goes, Dad, I'm like, what's up? He says, can I get a TikTok? And he had just gotten a phone, and I said, absolutely not. And he was like, why can't I get a TikTok? And I was like, because you don't have the emotional maturity to deal with what comes with having a social media. Mm -hmm. And he got upset Mm -hmm. and his eyes started to water. Mm -hmm. And he was, and I was like, what's the matter? And he was just like, nothing, nothing, nothing. And I said, no, no, no. Tell me what's the matter. Like, what's, what's going on? He said, nothing. I don't know. I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it. I was like, you mad? He says, yes. I said, exactly. (laughs) He said, what you mean? I said, you're proving my point. Yep. You want social media, Mm -hmm. I tell you no. I'm telling you something you don't like, and your first thing is to get mad, and now you're about to cry. And you think I'm going to let you have access to billions of people in the world? Facts. Fuck out of (laughs) here. Period. (laughs) Like, like, seriously. Like, like you're proving my point. And you know what he said? Damn. Uh (laughs) He said, I promise you, I won't cry. You right. I said, bro, (laughs) bro, you, you already failed the test. Okay, but understand this, and I'm going to leave you with this before we go into karaoke. Uh The fact that you cried and you have feelings Mm -hmm. is good and it's important. I just need you to understand why. And that's what we're going to talk about today. The why. Mm -hmm. Not what happened, but the why. That's a fact. Sometimes I feel like somebody's watching watching me. And I got no privacy. Whoa. Wait, what is it? Is it? B- b- I don't privacy? know what the words are. Don't ask me. That's not my my forte. Ain't the words. It was okay? the it was the privacy. I don't privacy. Sometimes I feel like somebody's watching me. Well, motherfucker, they gonna be watching you no if you put problem. it on there. That's true, right? And that's what I want to discuss today. Before we even get into, it. well, you know what? Let's take a break. Okay, let's, let's do take that. a break. Let's pay some bills. Let's do that. And let's come back and let's discuss this crazy world called social media. Sounds like a plan. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest. And to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because 
the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. We We back. back. All right, we paid some (laughs) bills real fast. Yes, Jinx. (laughs) And I, I just want to preface this by saying that I don't believe social media is bad. Agreed. I don't. I don't believe social media is bad. Agreed. But what I do believe is that social media has evolved into something that people don't understand. Mm -hmm. And because they don't understand what it is, people try to create, try to make social media something that it's no longer is anymore. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, we, we understand that social media can be a very weird or dangerous place, right? Like the world. And yeah, and we do share our children on social media. That's pretty much how we started. And I will admit, in the very beginning, it was something that was pretty simple for me because I'm like, oh, we're just making little videos. Oh, you have a little 300 followers. Then you begin, mm-hmm. you know, then you get 3,000 and then it became like 300,000. And then it's like, oh, shoot, we have... Three million collectively. Collectively, three million eyes on our family and our children. Yes. And it was kind of a thing where I started to get anxiety about the fact that we were even having our children in this space. I One, didn't. because they didn't ask to be in that space. I didn't. 
Um, I know you didn't. I'm just saying. My, I'm just saying. My, I'm, I'm, while you're saying, I'm just saying so that people can understand right. that both can exist in the right. same house. One can feel something in one and it still happens. And we still happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so, that, so I had moments where I was just like, shoot, at what point do we start pulling the children back? You know, right. because essentially now they are in the spotlight. Yes. Um, and although we are very transparent with our social media, the 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 overarching topic with this today is not allowing our children to have their own. Right, because there are two purposes for social media. Absolutely. One purpose is to share, mm-hmm. and then one is to consume. Yes. So you're either a sharer of social media, a content creator, like or you're a consumer. Yes. Right? I mean, you can be both. You can be a consumer and also mm-hmm. con- you know, receive social media. But at the same time, mm-hmm. we're, we're both consumers. Mm-hmm. Different types of consumers, but we're mainly creators. Absolutely. And I think that's what's important. Um, The first part is, I want to preface this by saying, I saw social media for what it was. Mm -hmm. It was an opportunity and a lane to create my own version of what I wanted to see on television. Mm -hmm. I saw the phone as a mini television screen. And I remember... On my on my profile, if anyone ever screenshot my profile when I first started, it said, um, I'm DeVal, a boy from Brooklyn, uh, creating my life with 60 seconds in an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Cre- creating the life I want mm-hmm. with 60 seconds in an iPhone. So mm-hmm. for me, I was purposeful about it, right? So when I viewed social media, I viewed social media as a medium mm-hmm. that shared content, like the theater, mm-hmm. like TV. Mm-hmm. It wasn't real. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So. When, when I saw it as that and I started to create content for mm-hmm. it, I'd utilize it as a form of entertainment. Yeah. And when I started to use it as a form of entertainment, I realized that people have the right to have their own opinion mm-hmm. about what you share in the realm of entertainment. Mm-hmm. We do it in everything. Mm-hmm. Music, TV, film, theater, art. This mm-hmm. is just another art form. Mm-hmm. So I started to say to myself, I can no longer feel a way when people share their comments about my content. Because that's what social media is for, right? You share it. Mm-hmm. There's a comment section. There's a like button. So right. you're expecting to get likes right. and shares and comments. Just because someone makes a comment you don't like doesn't mean that that person is a hater. It doesn't mean that that person is against you. That's just how they feel in the moment. And that person has a right to share that comment. Mm-hmm. So as I started to navigate the space and realize that that's how we exist, I started to make my decisions about how I wanted my children to be raised around social media. Right. I stopped putting the onus on everybody else to be kind or say the right mm-hmm. thing because you, you can't. can't control everybody's comments. You can't. And I started to realize if there was a comment section when we were growing up and watching The Fresh Prince or, or watching uh, Brandy and, and listen, if there was a comment section for music and stuff, we'd all be commenting what we liked and didn't like. Right. We just didn't have that access. Right. So the same comments people are making about us and our children or whatever we post is the same way they felt when they watched all these things we just never got a chance to see it mm-hmm. so it's not like people are really changed that much we just get an inside look at what just they're the thinking access. it's almost like when you say oh my god like for example you know the murder between this one and that one or a group of people is is up the rates are up right it's not that the rates are necessarily up it's just that we can see it more instantaneously right. so right. it makes you feel as if certain things are now more Happening prevalent more. right but this shit always been this way for years, right. you know? Um, so some facts for you guys, because, you know, we always like to throw a little bit of um, statistics in there. According to the researchers at the University of Michigan, uh, Michigan, about one third of children ages seven to nine mm-hmm. use social media apps on their phones and tablets. Mm-hmm. 
which is very interesting to me because that's super, super that's young, super young. Um, to have access to that, in right. my opinion, but right. you know, to each their own. The researchers found that most parents said they do some sort of monitoring, monitoring of their children's social media involvement, but one in six parents were found to be using no parental controls because of lack of information on how to do so. Or because it would just be too time-consuming. Now, before you say that seems a little young, you know our four-year-old uses social media, right? Cass. Oh, because well, he watches like YouTube. YouTube, YouTube I keep is of social YouTube. media. It is social media. It is social media. You can Shit. literally post a video. I've been thinking video. about like Instagram and like Twitter, uh-uh. but YouTube you're right. is one of the first social media platforms. It's Facebook, YouTube. And if you look at yeah, if you look right. at Instagram now, Instagram has evolved into what YouTube is. Longer videos, but mm-hmm. on social media, you can post shorts. You, you can create blogs. I mean, on uh, YouTube, you can promote posts, blogs. You got comments under all of the videos. It yes. literally is a community of, of commentary based on your art form. Oh, shit. So Kaz has been using social media for, as since four. Since four, yeah. I'm not even right. thinking of YouTube as social exactly. media. But exactly. that's exactly what it is. Look at me, y'all. I guess I'm one of them people to mm-hmm. each my own. <laughs> um, and then 55% of parents for 12-year-olds say that their child is on Facebook. 76% say that they help them to gain access to Facebook. 88% of teens that they're that they of teens say they've witnessed someone being mean or cruel on social media. 88%. Mm-hmm. 55% of teens have given out information to someone they don't know online. So, now I'm glad you said all of these things. Remember mm-hmm. we talked about there being two types of social media users, consumers mm-hmm. and then creators. Mm-hmm. Our children were presented to social media as creators, right. they were part of a show, The Ellis's, on right. YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we put clips of that same show because we had our vlogs that were 15-minute long vlogs. We put those same clips on Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. Mm-hmm. So when people say, oh, your kids are on social media, they're on social media as part of the show. You know, and we used to post pictures of our life and post little like, um, at the time, there was no live. Yeah. So when we did something, we would create a video of it, edit it, and post it. So Mm -hmm. it it came across as if we were posting them every single day all the time. Or in real time. Or in real time. And when people ask me, like, well, why wouldn't you let your kids get social media, but they're on social media, this Mm -hmm. is the reason why. I can control what you see about my children on social media. Mm -hmm. Now that they're older, the reason why you don't see them as much is because I've also given them control of whether or not they want to be on camera. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you'll say, damn, we don't see the kids no much. It's because Jackson is 11. And Jackson now has his own life and his own things he want to create. And I'm like, yo, bro, you want to post this? And he's like, nah. So I'm like... Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yep. That's a hard no for us. If the kids don't want to do something, especially when it comes to just filming, recording... mm -hmm. There may be moments that we may think, oh, it's cute for us and people might enjoy it. And if the kids are not with it, you know, and it's not that I'm heavily posting or we're trying deciding to heavily post one child versus the other. It just depends on who's with the shits in the moment. Dakota right now, he's with all the shits because he don't got a way to tell me that he's not. You know what I'm saying? And he's smiling, Um, he's enjoying the camera. But at his age, Kaz didn't enjoy the camera. That is true. And we didn't put him on as much. Right. That is true. He wasn't engaged. He wasn't engaged at all. Kaz don't be engaged with nobody know how anyway. So. <laughs> and he's enjoying his life just like and that. And he's enjoy- living know? his best life. Living his best life. But um, I feel like it's important at this age to teach children, especially young black children, mm-hmm. how to have authority over their body, their mind, and their likeness. Yes. Because for a long time in, well, since forever in this world, mm-hmm. young black bodies have been the commodity for other people to make money and be exploited. Mm-hmm. So for Kadeen and I, we're very 
um, deliberate about the brands we partner with, number one. Oh, yeah, and also, number two, huge. what they require from us. Right. So we'll ask the kids, hey, we want to do partnership. They want to do all of this. If the kids are just like, no, we're like, nah, we can't. Like, they don't want to film. They don't want to do that. You're going to either have to use Kadeen and I, mm-hmm. or we're just not doing the partnership. Right. Because I'm not willing, and Kadeen is not willing to force our kids to do something they don't want to do. Yeah. Also, to get back to story time, emotional intelligence. Yes. It's extremely important. Yes. One thing I do know, and we're going to talk about bullying um, on a whole nother episode. We're going to do a whole episode about bullying. But I want to say this. Parents that grew up in the 80s, 90s, even grew up in the early 2000s, have never experienced what cyberbullying is like. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of parents who are not on social media to understand. Mm-hmm. For example... When I was doing my mentorship program and prototype, it was mandatory that we did social media checks because I was helping the young men navigate what to post on their Twitter pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at the time mm. because college coaches used to go on social media as other names to see what the people post. This is what young people need to realize. You think the coach that's recruiting you or the job that's looking to offer you an opportunity is going to go under there as head coach from Texas University? No. They're going to create a different profile with a random person. They're going to befriend you and see what you post when you think no one important is watching. Mm -hmm. And that's how they figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. So while I was doing this process of helping them navigate their social medias, I had access to the content. And I had access access to their messages and their DMs. And I saw from as early as middle school, Mm -hmm. 12, all the way up to 18, the amount of messages that a child gets, they do not have the emotional security mm-hmm. or mental fortitude to deal with it. Mm-hmm. For example, you remember going into high school and we talked about this on another episode and them calling you Teen Wolf because you was hairy. Yes. Them telling me that I wasn't black because I was too light and I had pink lips and calling mm-hmm. me Asian and calling me Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. I learned how to deal with that on the bus because it was one person. Everybody laughed when it was funny, so there might have been 20 to 30 people laughing. But imagine someone taking your likeness, posting a post, and millions of people get to repost and comment on it. And you're mm-hmm. 12, and you gotta you read all of the comments. Yep. And then that comment takes you down a rabbit hole of other comments. And then you see your post, your picture is getting used in other things. And now you feel like everybody in the world mm-hmm. doesn't like you. You become a spectacle. And you're 12. Yeah. That's How are lot. you supposed to deal with that? How are you supposed to have oh. the mental fortitude? And that's what I was trying to explain to Jackson about him not being emotionally intelligent to deal with it. Mm-hmm. When I tell you no as your dad or tell you something I, I don't like mm-hmm. that you're doing or something I don't like about you, mm-hmm. you cry and you feel and you should mm-hmm. because you're you're learning how to deal with that. But as your father... I should be able to help you through that emotion mm-hmm. because I'm the one telling it to you. Right. So when when I tell Jackson about himself, I don't only tell him about himself. For example, Jackson was going through a phase where every time we questioned him about something, hey, did you brush your teeth? Hey, did you finish your homework? He felt like we were undermining his ability to take care of himself and he was taking it personal and be like, you guys don't listen to me. And we would have hours and hours of conversation about what that feeling he's feeling, yep. and let's talk through that, why yep. you feel that way. Imagine if he got thousands and thousands of comments telling him something about himself that he don't like, and 
he doesn't have his dad there because he's in his room just reading the comments. Right. How does he learn how to deal with that? You know what he does? He'll internalize that. Right. I mean, it's virtually impossible to stay on top of these things. Yes, of course, they have parental controls. Deval and I are very deliberate about making sure that if the children are on any version of social media, we have the parental controls, mm-hmm. for example, on YouTube, on YouTube, which sometimes have proven to not even be as, as nope. safe or as accurate because they you have people ways, who are predators who it. will, you know, put something on the topic of cocoa melon, but then start putting random things inside of of, the videos and it's like you really have to you know and I'm not gonna profess to be this parent that is just like oh my you know my children only do like you know 20 minutes of of video (laughs) time during the week and they only do this and we have these rigid regulations sometimes shit be hitting the fan and we had a thousand things going on and it's like yo y'all sit down right here I'm gonna put YouTube on and we're gonna watch a show together y'all gonna watch a show together but Um, I will say this though our children especially the young ones are not allowed to be on the phones during the week. Oh yeah, we do have like those like stipulations that, I am, in place I am for sure. Very rigid with that. Yeah. When you come, when Monday starts, and Kaz knows, even he's oh four, yeah, Kaz knows. Yo, I see him with Mimi's phone because he doesn't have his own phone. Cairo doesn't have his own phone. Right. Jackson got his own phone because he started traveling to school by himself. And right. He got his own phone when he was nine. Yes. So when it comes to Cairo and Kaz, they have to ask for devices. Yes. They know not to ask me for any devices during the week. Bro. So that immediately, I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. Yo, Kaz, that little one right there is sneaky. I I know. I know. One day, (laughs) real quick story, I was coming in from running errands or whatever. So I went through the side door of the house Mm -hmm. and, um, I don't think he heard initially yeah, yeah. when the door, you know, when the door chime and stuff went off and I came around the corner into the kitchen and he's standing there like at attention and he's like, mommy, mommy. <laughs> he's like, mommy, oh, it's just you. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's just me. Yes, it's just me. And he, and I'm not picking up yet on right, what's, what's happening. happening. He's like, it's just you. And he's just like peeking around the corner. Where's dad? Yep. <laughs> Daddy not with you? I was like, No. And then I see his one little hand on top of the countertop. And what's his hand on top of? IPad. Mimi's iPad. Yeah. So I said, Kazzy, were you just watching the iPad? Yes. Mm. I said, what day is today? And he gave me the date, actually, because like, he came home <laughs> from school. So he said, today was like, for example, uh-huh. Monday, September 26th. And I was like, and it's a school day, right? And he mm-hmm. said, yes. I said, are you supposed to be watching the iPad during the week? No. I said, why are you being sneaky? You're being sneaky because daddy gave you mm-hmm. specific instructions mm-hmm. not to watch that i said should i tell daddy that you're not listening no, no. <laughs> i said then you're gonna are you gonna tell daddy that you weren't listening <laughs> no mm-hmm. i said all right well let this be a lesson i'm not gonna give you up this time it's between mm-hmm. you and i i said but when daddy said that there's no ipad during the week mm-hmm. you have to listen mm-hmm. or else it'll be no ipad ever again in life mm-hmm. then he said okay mommy but he's sneaky as hell, though. He's he was just sneaky. like, he's, he's, daddy. He's very intellectual. <laughs> um, I always know because he's sneaky, but he's not the smartest because he's only four, four years right. of, of life. Right. But I know when I come in the house, the first head that pops out the side of the, the wall the typically is Cass. <laughs> yes. And then he'll his head will pop out. He'll see me and all here. Then he's running. Right. So then I come in. And he's like, I'm running from you. And I said, what are you running to? And he's like, Oh, what are you running from? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not running from me. He's running to what he was just doing to try to put it back. Oh, oh, I see. But that also gives me insight into who my child is, mm-hmm. which means when he gets to that age and when he gets a cell phone, he's definitely going to be the type of child to one. have a profile on the side that no one ever knows about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. And and I'm not 
<laughs> foolish enough to believe that all of my children are angels because I wasn't an angel. Right. You weren't an angel. You right. were doing wild, freaky shit to me when your parents didn't know. <laughs> I you know mean, what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> so, you know. I, and and I, I take that into account, but realistically, it's like emotional maturity and emotional mm-hmm. intelligence is something that we don't spend enough time with our children. Yes. And it's difficult in this world, right? I'm going to give this example, right? And we're going to talk more about this example in another episode. But learning how to have empathy for people who are not willfully ignorant, mm-hmm. but who are taught ignorance. Okay. Right? Elaborate. For example, um, someone like Dylan Roof, mm-hmm. right? He's a, he was a child, I think, when he was 19, 18, 19, when he, he walked into the church in South Carolina and killed those people. Mm-hmm. But he did it because he said that he wanted to start a race war, mm-hmm. which means he was taught the things he was saying yes. by people who, who he trusted because they were older than his family. Mm-hmm. He was taught these things, mm-hmm. right? Also said he had a manifest, and then he, he did a lot of stuff on social media. That right there was a, a trigger for me mm-hmm. because I said, wait a minute. What are we really doing or allowing from our children? When you have a social media profile, you get to pick who you follow. Since you get to pick who you follow, you you are literally curating your world. Mm-hmm. Because most people spend more time on social media than they actually spend in the real world. Right. So if you get to choose who you follow, mm-hmm. and then the algorithm gets to give you people who are similar to the people you're following, mm-hmm. you're now following thousands of people who are only like the people you want to see. And if that person has one message, now your whole world revolves around that one message. And they took it a step further. I feel like there was always the explore page, but then now there's Mm -hmm. a function where in within your feed, there's um, suggested follows that pop up. Yes. So I remember scrolling one day and I was just like, yes. why is it giving me all these pages that I don't, don't follow? follow. Yes. But I'm just, and there's an option for you to opt out of that. So I think I yes. opted out of it for like 30, 30 days. days. But you, but then it comes back it comes after back, 30 days. And it's just like, damn, y'all really pushing this stuff on me, huh? But so imagine being a young child and you follow, so for example, some right wing profile mm-hmm. where they're just spewing hatred mm-hmm. and misogyny mm-hmm. and, and racism and sexism and, mm-hmm. and you know just really violent angry messages mm-hmm. and because you click this message mm-hmm. now they're giving you suggestions of other people with the same message mm-hmm. so if you're young in your mind you think all of this is what the world is you right. don't realize that it's an algorithm that's pushing forth a message right and that becomes your reality, the reality and then you can't all. be upset at that child mm-hmm. whose reality becomes something that they didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. So when I think about my children, I'm like, I'm not saving my or not. I'm not keeping my kids from social media because I'm worried about them getting marketed. Some blah, 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 blah. I'm worried about the world curating an idea in their mind that I can't control when I'm not yes. around. And if you, you get that message saying? enough. Yes. You start you to believe. Easily persuaded in that. that that's the reality. And that's the reality of it. No, and, absolutely. And think about this. Imagine if we talked about the cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. Now you have all your friends in school who are saying something about you. Mm-hmm. They share stuff and it gets out. This is what our generation never experienced. Having to deal with, because because bullying mm-hmm. was a big deal when we were growing. Remember, it was no bullying, no bullying oh, yeah. when we were growing up. But mm-hmm. it was only kids in school. Mm-hmm. Imagine having to deal with a whole generation of people who speak different languages, sharing your picture and Bruh. making funny comments and stuff. How does Bruh. a child deal with that? Right. Nope. I totally, you know? I totally understand, and I totally get it. And I, like I said before, being a mother, 
unlocks this constant state of worry mm-hmm. that you tend to have when it comes to your children. And yes. we had a conversation recently where you were just like, hey, I need you to stop existing in a space of always thinking of the worst, worst that may scenario. happen yeah. or, you know, something negative might go wrong. Or, But I just feel like I... I I can no longer exist in this almost utopia that I existed in when we were kids or just even dating or in our 20s where Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, we'll just do whatever and we'll be careless and we'll be reckless because, okay, I feel like I have such a sole responsibility to care for and nurture these children. Absolutely. So I I worry about what could potentially go wrong, Mm -hmm. but I have to learn how to not let that completely engulf my being, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So I think a way that I am able to kind of help to lessen this worry a bit is Mm. by being very active in and present and present in whatever they're consuming. So Jackson's text messages between his friends. Yes. um, There was a group text that was with him among some other children in his Mm. grade. And, you know, there was some stuff going on in that group chat where I was like, bro, get out of that group chat. Like you don't even know who some of these kids are. You're involved due to association, but I want to talk, I want to talk about that because we live in a time now where, and I remember it started, we, we we started family living when I was in fourth grade. We had a family living teacher who came and told us that we are humans. We have the right to our own opinion. We have the right to our own space. And our parents don't have right to come into our space without asking for permission and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I don't agree with that. Yep. I don't agree with that at yep. all. And I'm explaining to you why. Uh-huh. Right. The law now will give children mm-hmm. all of this leeway to do whatever they want to do. But you know who the law blames when your children does something fucked up? <laughs> you yep. as a parent. That's a fact. If your children damage property, you are responsible for it. Yeah. Or if your child is within a certain age range, mm-hmm. they are now responsible for it. So as a teen, for example, right. they mm-hmm. do something wrong and they're at that age where they are now technically almost right. kind of adult or can be charged in as adult. Right. Then you as a parent can't even intervene and do right. anything for your child. Right. I think that would be the most heartbreaking thing for me to know that, God mm-hmm. forbid, one of my children were in trouble and I was not able to come up with a solution. Yes. And it's not a matter of just bailing them out because mm-hmm. you want to of course, make sure that they're taking responsibility for their mm-hmm. actions and there will be life lessons that they have to learn mm-hmm. without our intervening. But it's like, imagine being in a situation where it's just like, damn, I can't even I don't got to imagine that. You want to know why? If I am responsible for you, there's a certain level of control I have to have to protect you, yeah. period. And that's, what, that's where I stand with children, mm-hmm. right? This is my child. I am responsible mm-hmm. for my child, mm-hmm. which means I am responsible to control the environment around my child yes. to make sure that they are available, uh, able enough mentally and emotionally to mm-hmm. take care and handle everything that goes on in their life, which yeah. means while they grow up in my house... No, you don't have privacy to keep doors closed. Facts. No, you don't. No, your phone is not going to be locked, and I'm not going to have. Right. The no, thing. you ain't going to such and such house because I don't know right. their parents. Like, and that's not just a social media thing. Right. That's just controlling your child's environment so that you can curate mm-hmm. what the world looks like for them, mm-hmm. rather than letting a bot or or letting an algorithm curate it for Facts. them. And I Facts. feel like if more people were responsible enough, enough like that, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have the cyberbullying issues that we have. Mm-hmm. But since we do have the cyberbullying issues that we have, mm-hmm. I want to be clear to parents. When you or your child, because Kadena and I have struggled with this as well, mm-hmm. right? When you or your child post something on social media, it has a comment section. If you don't want to hear any comments about it, mm-hmm. turn the comments off. Period. But yep. if you left the comments open, exactly. that means you left the comments open for people to give their opinion yep. about what they saw or what yep. they watched. Yep. Now, if that's what you left it open for, you have to receive whatever people say. 
we all know everybody in the world is not kind-hearted. Right. Some people are mean-spirited mm -hmm. for whatever reasons. Whatever they've gone through in their life, they want to mm -hmm. project whatever issues they have on other people. People like that exist. Right. Since we know that, we can't be surprised when every single comment isn't kind. Mm -hmm. And it's unfair to your children when you post them. It's unfair to yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's also unfair to the other people who post right. when you post something that you get upset every single time someone says something you don't like. If you really want to be that, uh, I don't want to say juvenile, but that guarded about what people say about what you post, take the comments off. That's an option. Right. Or don't post them. Right. Well, I know that like I've spoken before about someone making a comment about Jackson and me mm -hmm. feeling like I wanted to like rip the bitch head off, right? Yeah. And um, you're entitled to feel that way. And that's happened recently too, where mm -hmm. people particularly want to comment on this. And I get what you're saying, mm -hmm. but in my um, feeling that way, I feel like, okay, the context of the video was about, for example, us making a joke about say right. something that happened on a family trip. Mm. But then people will tend to now nitpick about something in the video, which mm. has nothing to do with the context of it or the context of the photo, right? Or the context of whatever mm. the caption was, but then they'll choose to pick out something to talk about, right. whether it be with our children or with us. Now, yes, you're entitled to your opinion, yeah. but I think some people are just genuinely mean. Yeah. But we know that, though. And we know that. So if we know that right. we have to make a choice prior to posting, if exactly. we want to post it and we have to examine well what may be picked apart in these videos. Right. Now, I am of the mindset, and you and I mm -hmm. disagree sometimes on this. Right. I don't mind posting flaws. I don't mind posting myself with flaws, you yeah. with flaws. I mean, I mean, shit. People have made comments all the time about my hair thinning. My hair has been thinning since I was in my late 20s. Mm. You know what I'm saying? People have made comment about Jackson's teeth. They made comment about Cairo not speaking proper English when he was two. All of these things I've learned to not let bother me. Right. Because these are flaws that my children are going to have to learn how to deal with anyway. Mm -hmm. And you and I are going to have to learn how to deal with right. personally. Right. So I'm and help like, them navigate it. Help us so. help them navigate it. Yeah. So I don't mind it. Mm -hmm. And if we're being honest, we may get maybe four or 5,000 comments per post. Yeah. It may be 20 comments right. that may be bad. That so we the may vast have to majority, see someone sends to us and be like, right. oh, this person said X, Y, Z. Because we know we do have a very strong support system and village the on heck social out of media. Us, and yes. we love y'all for that, for sure. Yes. But I do have to say, like, if how you f how people respond to what you post makes mm -hmm. you feel a way, you then you then need to do more soul searching mm -hmm. about whether or not you want to post mm -hmm. or not. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you're expecting to have 100% acceptance mm -hmm. on all of your arts, on yeah. all of your posts, on yep. all of your blogs, you're gonna fail. Because mm -hmm. nothing in life is 100% certain all the time. Like right. that doesn't happen. The greatest. Shooter in the world, Steph Curry, still misses more than half the time. Right. You know, the greatest baseball players that hit still hit in between 200 and 300, you know, 200 or 300, which is about 20 to 30 percent. Mm -hmm. And that means they miss 80 to 70 percent. Right. And those are greats. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that people are entitled to their own opinion. And yeah. once you come to that rationale and if you teach your children mm -hmm. to come to that rationale, they are more equipped to deal with what social media is. Right. You see what I'm saying? No, I see. I see what you're saying for sure. Because, I mean, there will come a point when they are going to be within their right to get their own social media. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, a common conversation between myself and some of my mom friends are, well, what is that age that you are going to allow your kid potentially to have access to social media? Ooh. 
there's no age, I don't feel like. You have to know as a parent what your child can and can't handle. Yeah. And you cannot allow yeah. for a particular age to dictate that, yeah. nor can you allow for other parents to, to dictate, dictate that. Because what child one child may be equipped for, yeah. another child may not be equipped yeah. for. Um, so and I don't think there's a, like an, an age. You have to be equipped to have that conversation with your child. Mm-hmm. Like I explained to Jackson, it mm-hmm. was I, I'm not the type of parent that's going to be like, just listen to me. Mm-hmm. Because I said so. Right. No, we had I explained conversations. it. I explained it and we mm-hmm. talked about emotional maturity and we had a very in-depth conversation about and we even had a conversation about his teeth. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm I'm open to share this. Um Kadeen's Kadeen wore braces. Kadeen's sister, her brother wore braces. So in her family, mm-hmm. they just have uh right. narrower. Your sister palettes. had braces, your My brother had, had a liver and his line, yeah. But your your family in particular have a narrower palate. Mm-hmm. And it has to get adjusted, which means the front two teeth typically protrude. Right. And we've known this since Kadeen and I have met each other. She was wearing a retainer when I met her. Mm-hmm. So I remember one of the things that Kadeen says when um when we met together was just like, man, I hope your your our children get your teeth because you have a wider palate and they won't have to deal with the teeth protrusion. Mm-hmm. So all these people keep saying us, y'all need to get them children's teeth fixed. We are aware of that. Right. But what I what I don't do is I don't let people's comments about my son's teeth or Jackson mm-hmm. affect me and I'm teaching him how to not let it affect him. Right. So rather than saying, no, you can't get a social media and th- and not giving him right. a reason why, I'm explaining to him. No, for sure. And, and we're saying, not telling Jackson that people are making these comments about him either. No, I am. Oh, you told him that. I, I, I no, didn't know I, that. No, no, no. This is what I told Jackson. I said, listen, because um, he had saw on YouTube one time, like, what is, what, what is wrong with my teeth? Right. Mm. And now that he's going through the process of getting braces, Mm -hmm. it's an easier conversation to have because he's going through the process of getting it fixed in real time, in real time. So I didn't tell him earlier because then it's like he was going to be worried about his teeth Mm -hmm. and walking around with a a subconscious condition of everyone's looking at my teeth. Mm -hmm. So when you started taking him to the endodontist Mm -hmm. and he was just like orthodontist, 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 it was like that. He asked me, Dad, why do I why do I don't want to get braces? I'm worried. So then I explained to him, I said, look at your mom's teeth, look at your uncle's teeth, look at your mm-hmm. aunt's teeth, look at da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, this will also help you with your bite. It'll help you with your hygiene. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if your your teeth aren't in alignment, mm-hmm. and this is how I explained it. I didn't even use other people as a yes. reason why he has to give his teeth fixed. Yes. What I explained to him is if your teeth aren't aligned, it can cause migraines because your bite can be off. Mm-hmm. If you don't chew properly, you can have an issue swallowing. Yep. So I gave him it can reasons. affect your sleep. There's a lot of reasons. Right. I yeah. gave him reasons as to why his teeth needed to get fixed. Right. But then I also said, when your teeth look different than everyone else's teeth, mm-hmm. people tend to poke fun at people who are different. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to realize what's different about yourself. Walk in it, own it, and don't let people define you by what's different in yourself. Mm-hmm. And in having those conversations, I'm helping him get tools to defend himself and be empowered, even if something happens and I can't control it. Because right. let's be honest, we can't control all the comments. We can't control. No, we can't. Once he gets 13 and stuff like that, he's probably going to have a little secret profile and doing all this stuff. Because kids do stuff like that. Right. We snuck out our parents' house. We went to parties we weren't supposed to. Right. But rather than just tell him, no, you can't have social media, I'm choosing to arm him with the emotional security mm-hmm. to be able to feel strong enough to say, this is who I am. This is Jackson. And regardless of what people say, mm-hmm. I'm going to walk proudly in who I am. I love that you've done that with him. And we've also taken the approach, like even just with simple things, like for example, I'm sure other boy moms and dads can mm-hmm. relate, but it's trying to instill proper hygiene, taking pride in oneself, mm-hmm. how you look when you leave the house, maintaining just yourself overall. Mm-hmm. And instead of taking the approach like, well, 
Jackson, you got to make sure that you like, you know, brush your hair because mm-hmm. girls ain't going to like you if your hair ain't brushed. Like, mm-hmm. it don't got nothing to do with the girls. Right. We want you to be able to make sure that you know you need to walk out of this house door, house this front door, yeah. looking your best, feeling your best, because Absolutely. that's something you need to do for yourself. Absolutely. It don't have nothing to do with nobody else. Right. So having that approach also with social mm-hmm. media, I think, has been great, too, because now Jackson doesn't look at him getting braces as something that's so daunting and, oh, my God, I'm going to have this for two right. years. He has now an excitement around it because right. he's just like... It's progressing because we've empowered. We've empowered him. You know, his expanders in now, so he's like, "Mom, like it's expanding." Can you see? Can you tell? You mm-hmm. know, I got him his little water pick. He got his little system with how he can practice yep. proper hygiene, and then I can speak to him from a place of, "Mommy has been here before, so here are the things that I did to help." Right. I can now know certain foods to give him and not give him right. because it can help to just make the, the 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 process that much easier. Absolutely. He even called my sister who had to deal with the same thing he has in now because she had to get and her. Yeah, she had the same issue with the narrow palate. Narrow making palate her, yeah. You know, having to expand it and you know technology has advanced so much even between her and I having braces mm. so she spoke to him one day mm. when he was a little apprehensive and you know scared about what was happening in the process and she was like buddy like yo call me if you need me like that's mm-hmm. great to have that support system as well too so but that's but I think that's what people need to do more focusing on because you can't prevent your child from being on social media but mm-hmm. you can also give them proper social media etiquette right so for right. example when you used to walk out of the house before school mm-hmm. your parents used to say stick and stones may break my bones but names will never hurt me yeah and also tell you if you have nothing kind to say don't, don't say, say anything it. at all right so yep. they your parents also teach you how to treat people in person mm-hmm. we would hope that more parents would teach their children how to act on social media but if we're being honest there's a lot of parents in this generation that never use social media mm-hmm. so when you speak to parents and they're like look at your son's doing on social media they're looking like well i don't even know what this is yep so they don't even know how to equip their children with how to be kind to other people mm-hmm. you understand what i'm saying no absolutely so, for me, it's not only so much about protecting my child, but it's also helping society and protecting other people's children, right? Mm-hmm. Don't allow your children to become part of the virtual lynch mob, right? Mm-hmm. The virtual lynch mob is the same group of bad girls or bad <laughs> guys in elementary school, junior high school, high school who find the weak person and they all gang up on the person. For us in, in high school, it was called a, what was that book they had? It was a composition book. Mm. And people would would find a person and they would have a composition book and they would draw pictures of this person and might write bad things mm-hmm. and they would pass it around the school mm-hmm. and then eventually the person would find out like, oh, there's a book going on wasn't about that, you. Wasn't that a show that we were watching? Was it the 13, 13, no. Yeah, no, 13 Reasons, Reasons Why. Was, it was that it? It was yes, in that? but oh. those things like that happened in they high school. They actually existed. Before oh. social media was a big thing. There was a, a big one in, in Madison mm-hmm. in, when I was graduating. There was a young lady and there was a bunch of, um, a young lady was talking to this guy. Mm-hmm. And all of his friends created a book. They drew pictures of her, you know, doing, you know, scantily clad things, mm-hmm. drawing stuff with her with a mm-hmm. penis in her mouth and saying things like that. Right. And it was just guys being bullies. Right. Right. And it was a book. But you had all of these guys doing it. Mm-hmm. So when she finally saw the book, it like hurt her. Right. You know, but now there's no book. Mm-hmm. There's social media. Social media. And when I think about it now, it was like I never participated in things like that because mm-hmm. my mom and my dad made sure that growing up, mm-hmm. I always took care of the little person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like the person that everyone else seems I to be going at. Way. It was kind of like, wait, why? Can I just understand why are we all ganging up on this person who seems to not know how to protect themselves? Right. Like, what is the fun in this? Like, my mm-hmm. parents used to, my father 
He's like, you're the oldest. You got to protect your brother. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Don't ever let nobody, da, da, da. And he used to tell me, in the world, there are going to be people who can't protect themselves like you can. Right. It is your responsibility to protect them if you can, even if you don't know them. Mm. That was a teaching from my father. Yeah. I teach Jackson the same thing. Yeah. That's why Jackson you know? is such an empathetic child. Yeah. He really, really is. Like, it's amazing to see how he's able mm-hmm. to have such empathy for people, regardless of who it is. Mm-hmm. And he wears his emotion on his sleeve. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing to see that. I think the teachings from your dad has manifested itself into yes. him. And his spirit reminds me of my grandmother, my father's Grandma mom. Joseph. Yeah, yeah, who was the same way. She yeah. just, like, everybody just loved her and yeah. um, adored her and revered her because she just cared genuinely for people. And that's like... The person at the very bottom of the the bottom the totem pole, yeah. you know, according yeah. to society standards, and then yeah. it could be the king. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's regardless of who the person is having that. So mm-hmm. that's pretty dope. There are some parental parental control softwares out there mm-hmm. that can be used. One that I'm um, particularly um, familiar with more recently. Um, now that Jackson has a new phone and trying to install certain things, um, there's one called Bark. And Bark is a really good mm. one um, that gives parents more control over their child's internet devices. And it also gives you the ability to monitor like their social media, text messages, other activity mm. um, to alert you when there are signs of possible cyberbullying, depression or inappropriate content. So I think um, any parent should be invested in making sure that they're finding some sort of software mm. that they can then use, even if they're just doing random checks. But it right. can kind of lets you know in real time if something that's, for example, searched on their phone that's inappropriate right. or they're receiving something something inappropriate on their phone um or even if you're watching they're playing like a game and sometimes those mm-hmm. ads come in and I'm, i've seen some ads pop up that looks kind of like yeah kind of crazy crazy sexual ba- yeah. yeah sexual based or something and i'm just like you know scroll past that um but, um, but, but you know do your due diligence with that even with all of these things you still have to have these conversations with your children because all of these ad, all of these like bark and stop and these things that these prevention and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. My parents put all these things in place to prevent me from doing stuff, and I had access to everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you once mean to you tell st- me you had the code for the box on cable to I watch the, Spice? Listen, listen. Let me explain <laughs> something. To you. Let me explain something to you guys. Right? All right. Spice <laughs> Channel was channel 69. Great number, by the way. Channel <laughs> Who 69 that out? on cable vision, right? Smart. And there was a little red dot in the back of the cable box, right? Mm-hmm. And I knew that if you hold the cable box and you hold the the enter and the power at the same time you hold that little red button the scrambled spice channel will become clear bang so I wow. used to be watching all that stuff in middle school right and you this was with my parents putting up the parental guard and everything you. I'm scrambling these hoes I unscrambled all of that so I was watching <laughs> these chicks right right but um I know that our children are going to find ways around it mm-hmm. the greater asset is to helping is to making sure that they are empowered with the ability to handle the things they see, mm-hmm. not just prevent them from seeing things. Because yes. you can't prevent them from seeing things. That is a, that is a very you good point. You understand what I'm saying? That is a very good point. Because if they're not finding it on their phone, they're talking to their little friends. And they, they, they all their friends have devices. Too. Right. I, I first learned about the Spice Channel at a dude named Ian's house. Mm-hmm. Who we, we moved. We moved. My bad, Ian, if I'm, I'm blowing you up. But I think you're good now. <laughs> you probably a homo. I'm, yeah, so you're good now. Your parents will be fine. But um, <laughs> I went to his house. Right. And this mm-hmm. is the first time we moved to Canarsie. Mm-hmm. And this is when I started. This is the first time I ever lived around white people. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the true story. Mm-hmm. True, true story. We moved <laughs> from Flatbush to Canarsie in 1993. And I had a boy named Mark. And I'll never forget going by Mark's house. Mm-hmm. And Mark was in his room. And I went by Mark's room. He's a little older than me. And his, father, his mother came in the room and was just like, Mark, you got to clean this goddamn room. Mm-hmm. And he said, close my goddamn door. Right. And she slammed the door. And I was like, yo, what is happening here? Whoa. Like, 
he just said, God damn to his mother. This shit about to be crazy. She about to come back in with a knife, right? Right. So he's like, he's like, get out, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here, right? So he walks out of the house, leaves the door open. And he's like, Mom, close my damn door. Don't go in my room, right? And then she was just like, Mark, shut the fuck up. Like, it was like. Oh, wow. They, that's they, just how they converse. how they communicated, right? Okay. So I was just like, man, this. this Again, to each their own. Yeah, this don't seem like this is going to work <laughs> in my house. So I'm going to refrain from doing that. Facts. But then we went by Ian's house. Went by Ian's house. Ian was like, hey, you want to see something cool? And I was nine. And he was just like, he was like, you want to see something cool? And I was like, yeah, let me see something cool. So he went in the back of the cable box. Mm. And he hit the thing. He did the thing with the enter and the power and held scramble. the red button, right? And in the beginning, all I saw was like scrambled gray lines. But I did see some titties. So it was like scrambled <laughs> gray lines, some titties. And then once the thing cleared up, all I seen was like titties. Titty titties. And the lady, she had on like a little plumber thing. And she came in and she was just like, hey. And it was like. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, my pipes are clogged. I need someone to clean my pipes. Right? <laughs> and I was like, I was nine. I was like, what is this? So then Ian's dad comes in there. and was like, Ian. What I tell you about watching this shit? And then he like turned the TV off and told us to go outside. Right. Right. So I was like, wait, his father know he'd be watching this. Knows he get his ass whooped. Right. And then he made us turn it off and go outside. But at the time, I didn't like I didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. And my father never spoke to me about sex. Because mm. my father was like, the parent controls on, my kids ain't watching, I'm good. Right. Right, right. Then Not we so get much. then we get older, and little does he know we've been watching it all through high school and middle school. Right. Then my brother ends up having a baby at seventeen. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Because gee, no how do you one know how to do that. Yeah, no one ever prepared us for what we were gonna see. Right. So I'm learning now that you know not to say that my parents were bad parents, but rather than saying don't do this abstinence, you know, kind of like the back the black church abstinence don't have sex. Let's talk about these things right. and let's discuss how to navigate them properly. So, Listen, y'all, we talk about communication all the time on the show. We talk about transparency yes. and it's not just between Deval and I. No. We exhibit these same practices with our children. Yes, all And the it time. doesn't start when they're old enough to comprehend nope. whatever we think it may be. Mm-hmm. Naturally, we have age-appropriate discussions depending yes. on what they can absorb and understand at that moment. But these conversations continue to happen mm-hmm. as they grow and you divulge a little bit more and a little bit more detail as they get older. Absolutely. Because in turn, you're able to then equip them with at least the knowledge to then yes. now know how to make a decision because yes. we're not going to be there to be able to make those Absolutely. decisions for them. As much right. as I want to be able to handhold them through this life, I have realized the value mm-hmm. in making sure that my children I'm hands off with sometimes because mm-hmm. you're going to have to learn. Jackson being late to school in the morning. I'm not going to be like, Jackson is this time. Jackson is this time. Jackson, are you waiting? Jackson, you know, your ride is about to be outside. Ja- no, you missed, you missed your ride to school, bro. How are you going to get there? Let me tell you Figure something. it out. Let me tell you, you something. You have to figure it out. Remember you talked about figuring stuff out? This is mm-hmm. how smart these kids are. Parents, important for you to know. One of my kids that I was mentoring got in trouble for content that he has shared on social media. Mm-hmm. His mom says, y'all got the wrong child because my son doesn't even have a phone. <laughs> doesn't even have a phone, doesn't right? Have a phone. Okay. His cousin got an upgrade on his iPhone and still kept his old iPhone. Uh... Gave it to him. And she said the line doesn't work. He used the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi, yeah. Created a profile and a password and had a whole nother separate social media life. His mom swore up and down that he didn't have. So he was out there just thugging it. He never even <laughs> took the phone home. You want to know why? Because his mom used to check his bag and check uh, his room. Guess where he kept the phone? School. School in his locker. Mm. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm telling you this story because as much as you think... You can prevent your children from seeing things or doing things. Mm-hmm. You can't. Mm-hmm. 
And all you can really do is prepare them with the emotional intelligence to handle what they see right. accordingly. Right. So, yes, I'm not putting my kids on social media. I'm not letting them get a social media page. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, I'm preparing them. I love that. I love that. All right, y'all. This is a good segue to take a little bit of break. Yes. All right. And then we're going to get back to some listener letters. Facts. After we pay some bills. All right. See you soon. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. All right, we're back. Let's dive into listener letters now. Uh, we have two today. We normally always have two. That two one, Deval, I'm going to let you read that because that one's <laughs> long right. as hell. Uh, all right. Hi, guys. I hope you all are doing well. Thank you. We a little tired, but you know, hey. <laughs> I'm tired in perpetuity. I already told you that. I often listen to your podcast and I've heard you guys speak a few times about taking breaks in your relationship. What is your opinion on taking breaks? And when you guys were in college, what led to those decisions of taking the time apart? Do you guys feel like those times benefited your relationship? Absolutely. I yeah, think they did benefit um, uh, yeah. our relationship a lot. Um, Deval and I, yes, we've spoken about at certain points in our relationship, mm-hmm. particularly in the beginning, having to take those breaks. In college. Some of them were forced in that Deval was... You know, for example, in the NFL, had to leave and go mm-hmm. to Detroit, and that's where he was then um, stationed. And I was still back in right. New York at Hofstra, finishing grad school. So mm-hmm. that was kind of like a forced break in a sense. A Although we were together, break. but we were it was together, a distance break. Distance yeah. Break, yeah. Um, but I think those moments definitely kind of helped us to decide whether or not this was a space that we wanted to be in. Yes. Um, it was very healthy for us to have these breaks. Yes. Um, and though at the time certain times that we had to take these breaks and they weren't frequent. They were maybe like two to three times yeah, over took, the course of our relationship. Um, we, went, we got on a break twice in college. Yeah. And that one time when I got back from the NFL. Right. So I about three it's about times, three times. About three times. And sometimes, you know, either of us were the ones to initiate it. So yeah. where one person kind of wants to have the break and the other yeah. doesn't want to have the break, I think it tends to complicate things. Right. Um, in a sense. But... They definitely were beneficial because Mm -hmm. it gave each of us the choice to decide if this is somewhere Mm -hmm. that we wanted to be. And rather than trying to hold things together by force or trying to hold things together because of the time that was already invested, um, giving the person the opportunity to go out there and just kind of not necessarily even be with someone else, Mm -hmm. but giving them the space to just kind of either clear their head or decide like what it is they really want out of life in general and to see how you even into that equation if you yeah. do I think it's necessary to have those moments um mine is, is really short for this having those breaks every time made me realize that I wanted to be here mm-hmm. because here I get an opportunity to as they say a young man sow my wild oats and when I had the opportunity to go and do that something in me was just like I, I want to be with Kadino like mm-hmm. I'd rather be here but having that option and that choice to make that decision empowered me yeah and made me realize like yo I I, I just want to be because I don't need to be there right but I'm still going over to her apartment mm-hmm. like I'm still going to her room we used to fight it man we, we did fight it we, fought we did it for fight a long it time. But I told y'all about that time Deval left my apartment with all his stuff in lies, a big suitcase lies. it was winter time it was lies. cold it was it was windy and he threw his scarf around his head like Mary J Blige and not gonna of cry video had, what kind of scarf I had? it was one of them wool joints that looked like Burberry but it wasn't really Burberry do y'all sound was, like me guys fake. it was Furberry do that sound like me guys <laughs> it was Furberry guys does that sound like me it was Furberry this story gets Listen, the, the Every time. Deval has evolved into the person you see here today. He was not always like this, okay? Like and what? I've evolved too. Like what? I'm always, I've always been he, like what? You, you're the, you weren't always the one to wear a fake Burberry scarf and throw it around your neck like Mary J. Blige. All you were missing no. were the glasses. Who were you dating all this time? Because it was <laughs> not you, me. You it was that, not me. You took that and you stormed out of my apartment with your suitcase like, this is it. I'm out of here. And then you turned around and came back within 30 minutes like what's Because I was hungry. Yeah, what's okay. for dinner? I went back to my room. And you know what, what I did, my, my dumb ass took you back. Yes. I went to my room and there was nothing in there. Nothing in It was in just there. Bilal and maybe some cup of noodles. It was Bilal, <laughs> Sprites, and old chicken McNuggets. But, <laughs> but, 
Even even that that was a time that I stormed out, but that wasn't the break though. Uh-huh. We actually did go on a break after that. Mm-hmm. And even we in did. that break, I was still at your apartment every day, and it was just like, Deval, I, go away. You yeah. wanted this break, right? She was like, please stop, stop, please stop, while <laughs> waving me to come back. But um, no, going on breaks actually just gives you an open choice. Right. And when you have the opportunity to make an open choice and you two both collectively still want to oh, be there, man, that, that says something. That shit slaps. It does slap. It does slap. It does So slap. I do think breaks are healthy, especially yeah. in, in those times where, you know, change happens. Right. And then in the break, you have to be also willing and able and knowledgeable mm. enough to know that somebody may not come back after that break. That, that break might then make them decide, you know what, this might not be for me. That is true. Take that shit as a blessing. Don't hold me here hostage just to hold me here mm-hmm. hostage because if you decide that this is not where you want to be, I'd rather you go find your happiness elsewhere mm-hmm. or actually find your happy within you and then see how you can share that with somebody else. She but, didn't say that to me when I was on my break. No, nope, I sure as hell didn't. That's <laughs> gross. Like I said, he wasn't the same person. I ain't the same person. In that moment, I had his ass in a chokehold. I will say this. Never come back from a break and say, I'm going to be with that person because I don't want her to be with someone else. Or oh, him no, to that's, be with someone. Yeah, that's Your reason for coming either. back to the break should be because you want to be there. For sure. Not because you just don't want them to be with someone else. That's just selfish. Because what for typically sure. happens is you then have resentment because you don't want that person to be with anybody else, but you still don't want to be there. And now you say <laughs> the only reason why I'm here is because of you. And that's not good. So make sure you're yeah. there because you want to be the there. The right reasons, y'all. Yeah. Always the right reasons. All right. On to number two, Deval, go ahead. I mean, we could break this up to I could read half and half because it's pretty yeah, this long. Is, this is a novel. This is We Over Me. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. Peace and prosperity to you and your family. I know you get hundreds of letters daily, but if this happens to catch your attention, please help a sister out. I, 27-year-old female, am terrified of marriage. I've been with my boyfriend, 29-year-old, for eight years. We have two beautiful children, and he proposed to me years ago. But I keep pushing the wedding back. Although I love this man with everything in me and every obstacle we've ever encountered, we've conquered and pushed through. The thought of marriage scares me. I want to marry him. I really do. The problem is it's never something I've seen successfully accomplished. That's most people. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, more than 50% of people that get married get divorced. So most marriages you see don't end well. Mm. Every married person I know talks negatively about marriage, not us. Like they never bring up a positive moment, not us. His mother divorced her husband and all she talks about is how it's a negative experience. My mother has been married to my stepfather for over 10 years and I've never witnessed a loving moment between them. Mm. You know, both of I have expressed, both of us have expressed that in the our families, things. we've watched marriages yeah. and felt like the marriages just never seemed to be super positive. Yep, we can definitely relate to that. Yeah. Uh, my grandparents still live together, but they've never been married and seem to be more of roommates than a couple. My biological dad ever since I told him I was pregnant with our first child when I was 20, has repeatedly stated that my fiancé would leave me alone as a single mother. Once my fiancé proved that he's in this for the long run, he still enforces his belief that once we get married, he will leave me <laughs> and the children and that I am stupid for doing this to myself. Wow, you don't have a lot of, you don't have a strong support system, yeah, sis. at all. All of our friends hate that we don't talk about any issues with them about our relationship and they say we think we're too good and they stay. Yo, she has no support system. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for this person. Mm-hmm. We're going to support say you, sis. That if we get married, our relationship will crumble. He's willing. I mean, people told me and Kay the, the entire way. I was like, going to say that. Yeah. The same way. Yeah. Willing to wait on marriage, but has expressed that he's not really happy that we're going to be into our ninth year and I keep pushing things back. 
I guess my question is, do you believe that a successful marriage can be accomplished? Duh, you listen to Deadass Podcast. That's all yes, we talk about. Even when neither of us have seen a successful marriage, is my fear justified? Girl, yes, you can. Period. Like that's, that's, a, that's a short answer. Mm-hmm. That's a short answer. Deval and I literally, and I mean, y'all, we divulge more about this in our book mm-hmm. um, that, that will be um, in hands. We over me. February 7th. But, but you can pre-order now. Absolutely. Yes, you can so definitely pre-order now. Please do. Um, we So we divulge more about this in detail, but you just have to curate the life and the marriage and the relationship that you want. You cannot lean on other people for their opinions. And I had come to the revelation because initially I was putting the onus on for example, my mother or my aunt or my grandmother mm. or just women who were in my household or outside of my household, mm. but had a hand in raising me. I was putting the responsibility on them to be the ones to give me, you know, all the tea about marriage. Mm. Let me know the pros and the cons. Let me know what I should and shouldn't do. Like you feel like these women should then kind of lift you up and prepare you for mm-hmm. this marriage. And the more I think about it, the more I realize maybe the blessing in not having that and in having to figure things out on my own because I was coming to my relationship with you kind of green and figuring things out along the way. Now, was it easy? Hell no, it wasn't wasn't easy. easy. We're still 20 years in trying to figure out things as we continue to grow and change. So I think about how much more jaded I might have been by hearing these instances from these women in my life and knowing like, shoot, so many of them are living in a state of unhappiness within Mm -hmm. their relationships. Is that something that I necessarily want as just energy around this space with me? Because I'm very protective of the energy that I have around me. So there was a blessing in disguise for that. And I can't particularly blame them for not doing that. I guess I have to see that this is something we curated on our own. Well, here's my thing. People seem to think that their unhappiness comes from marriage. I see unhappy single people. Facts. So you have to start asking your question. Are the people you're speaking to unhappy because they're married or are they unhappy With and happen to be married? Right. You see what I'm saying? Ooh, that's There's a, a big difference. difference. There's that's a huge word. difference. It's because... We've, we've talked about this before. 99% of the world's wealth is controlled by 1% of the population, which means most of the people in the world are not happy with their place in life financially, yeah. right? Yeah. Most people have stated that they don't know what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. So unhappiness just lives in them not understanding what their purpose is. Right. Then they seek happiness mm-hmm. through these fleeting things, getting married, getting a job, having kids, and then... When they're still unhappy because they can't find their purpose, they blame their marriage. They Mm -hmm. blame their job. They blame their kids. Mm -hmm. It's like people always look to blame all the other factors in their life other than the fact that they haven't put the work in on themselves to be better. And I think marriage gets a bad rap, Mm -hmm. right? With that being said, if you want to be married, Mm -hmm. right? You, I mean, if you're in a relationship, you have to decide first if you want to be married. Right. Right now, it don't sound like you want to be married. And you asked... Is my fear justified? We're going to do a whole nother podcast. It's going to be entitled, Stay Out of My Feelings. Mm. I can't tell you if your fear is justified because you woke up being afraid. You never woke up saying, I want to be afraid of marriage. Right. It just is. Right. So, so yes, your fear is justified because you've seen um, the negative aspects of marriage pretty much projected on you by your friends and family. So, right. yes, it's justified. But... Does their projection have to be your reality? Mm. No. That's a, it. That's doesn't it. because it. when I said I was getting married to Kay and I told my, my dad I wanted to get married when I was 18, I wanted to marry this girl I love her. And he was just like, 
yeah, okay. You say that now, <laughs> but wait when you get older. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Both of our moms told us we need to slow down. Mm-hmm. The, the people when we were in, in college, was, oh, y'all, y'all together now. Y'all freshmen, wait till senior year. Mm-hmm. Then when I got to the league, oh, you, you, you're a rookie now. Wait till you get in the league. You know, Oh, you in TV now. It's like every aspect of my life, people have said, watch. The more famous Kadena and I get, people mm-hmm. keep saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see if their marriage lasts after all of this. Mm-hmm. We never let anyone else's projection become our reality. We continue to nurture mm-hmm. the relationship we want, the way we want, on the timeline we want to have That's it. That's it. And as long as we continue to do that, baby girl, I'm telling you, our sex life is bomb. We enjoy being parents. We enjoy building an empire that we can afford to not only help our children and ourselves, but the people around us. Mm-hmm. And we've done all of this while being a married couple and being happy. Like, we enjoy being married. If you don't, you can't say you've never seen a married couple that enjoy being married because you have. Right. Kadena and I, as much as we may complain about aspects of marriage, mm-hmm. because we do, right. I complain, and I'm like, I'm right now, Dave is in the room, uh, Matt is in the room, Josh is in the room, Tribble. I have complained about the aspects of my marriage. I have, but I've been happily married. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, you don't wake up every morning and being like, I enjoy every aspect of being a man. Sometimes you be fucking complaining. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be a man for this reason. Right. You know what I'm saying? Women go through that all the time. That's a fact. Just because you don't enjoy every aspect of being a woman don't mean you don't want to be a woman. Mm-hmm. It's just this part of being a woman is fucked up. Fact. It's the same thing Parenting in too. And then you feel guilty for feeling bad because it's like, damn, I brought these kids Hell into this yeah. world. And now I'm going to be mad at them because they here over here tearing shit up. Bro, yo. I picked... The, I We decided to have four kids. We, we did. And niggas is tired. Tired. And then wake up in the morning <laughs> to be fucking pissed that we tired. But then still be seeing our kids and pick them up. And I always tell them when I see them, did I tell you I love you today? Because I love them. I love being a parent. But mm-hmm. waking up at six in the morning to take somebody in school. Yep. Going and standing outside for football practice for two hours when it was rain <laughs> and it's hot. And you still got to do content for, for work. And, and you haven't seen your wife in a couple of months. That should be annoying. Mm-hmm. But do I love it? Yes. Yes. So let that be a message to you. It can exist. It's not a utopia. Every day is not going to be rainbows and sun kiss mm-hmm. and diamonds and every. No, some days <laughs> it's going to be, you're going to be annoyed with that motherfucker. Facts. But if you want to be married, make that marriage the best marriage you can. Yep. Like I said, find your happiness with you yes. and then go share that shit, all right? Yes. Please, the world will be a better place. <laughs> all right, y'all. If you want to be a part of listening to letters, make make our world a better place. Yes. You know? And you know what I just thought about too? She probably didn't even she doesn't know us personally. Right. So she can't say so we can't say to her, girl, you know a, a happily married couple, it's us. Because some people still to this day think that we're a facade, right? True. They think that, oh, Dallas is they ain't really they ain't really happy. They just doing this for cloud. They doing it for social media. That they is doing true. it. Like so I can't even blame her for feeling like she doesn't see that because she doesn't personally know anybody. And we can say how happy we are and people really just be like, Yeah, that's cap, because y'all gotta nah. maintain this. Remember but the other we day? We really not. Remember the other day in the airport? There's plenty of seats. We're in the airport. I'm sitting down. Kadeen goes, gets coffee, comes down. She sits on my lap. And while she's sitting on my lap, I'm just squeezing on her butt, you know, doing what I do. I'm giggling. She's giggling and stuff. And a woman comes over and says, you know, I follow y'all on social media. And I'm not going to lie. You know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is fake. There's no way they do this. But I'm watching y'all right now. There's nobody here. And she chose to sit on your lap. She's like, that was the sweetest thing. Mm. And I don't think people realize you can argue with somebody and still be madly in love That's with a them. Fact. Mm-hmm. You know, you can differ. You you can have different ideals. Right. And still, 
If you ask, if you ask our camera crew, ask Tribble when you see Tribble, what the Ellis's are like. Niggas being here arguing, mad at each other, but Kadeem will walk by me with some tights on and I'll squeeze that button and I'll like, come here. I, I, I'll tell you I love you today. Mm -hmm. That does not going to change. Right. You know, so don't... It better not change or I'll be worried. It won't change. It won't change. I will be shook in my little boots. <laughs> <laughs> but don't um, yeah. don't feel like if everything isn't perfect that your your marriage or your relationship right. isn't worth going to that next step and being a, a married couple because I freaking love being married. I do. I love it. I love it. Same. Same, bro. You make it, you make it fairly easy. Not completely easy, but fairly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's being fair. I'll take that. I'll right. receive that. All right. Good. I'm sure you can say the same. Uh, be sure to, to write uh, to us on social media. Well, no, that's, that's a lie because that's not the point in the show. No, it's not. If you want to be featured as a listener letter. There we go. There You're we back go. Back on track. Back See on that? track now. All this lovey-dovey shit be having my mind all <laughs> crazy sometimes. Um, be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right, now moment of truth time. We had a lot of little like tidbits in yeah. this show, um, but ultimately what we were talking about because initially I'm like, oh shoot, we just had these really great listener letters. Yeah. That's my moment of truth. But no, going back to what the show topic is about and it's about social media and our children mm -hmm. and them having their own. What's your moment of truth, babe? This is my moment of truth, right? People, social media is entertainment. It is no longer what it was originally created for. Our generation thinks about Black Planet. You know, um, you have friends. So you can curate who is going to be on your page. It's now a public forum. Since it's no longer a place where you only have the people that you're close to looking at your picture and video, people who are watching it are watching it for entertainment. So the things they say, they're saying for entertainment. Mm -hmm. If you entertain the things they say and take it personal, you're doing yourself a disservice. Teach your children that social media is entertainment. The things they see on social media are not real. Give them the emotional intelligence to deal with the things people say if they choose to keep their comments up. And also teach them how to be good, have good social media etiquette and not be a part of the virtual lynch mob. Mm. Be an individual while on social media and have emotional intelligence. That is a word and a mouthful. And it actually was a portion of what I was going to say, which was just making sure that you're equipping your children at mm. home to just understand what social media is and what they may be embarking on if mm -hmm. they choose to then be involved in social media. Because like we said, they may be unbeknownst to us as parents, mm -hmm. but not having to micromanage their phone or their iPads, any devices, micromanaging their social media. The best way to kind of counteract that is making sure we're equipping them yes. with the, like you said, emotional intelligence and just the knowledge to decipher what's different. Um, last but also thing, last thing. Yeah. If you think that your child is not on social media, you a damn fool. Because <laughs> these yeah. kids be finding ways. They be clever as fuck, yo. But clever as fuck. That's how I Continue. try to... I was going to say, um, one thing that I've been doing is trying to stay in... In order to stay up to breast with what's happening in the young people's forums mm -hmm. is having young people around us who may be a little bit older than Jackson, but younger than us. So it's like our nieces and our nephews yeah. and, you know, my younger sister who's just yeah. like, hey, what's my going on with this? Kids. Yeah, let me mm -hmm. keep me in the loop with what's happening here. So I yeah. at least can know maybe not all the lingo, but I can at least know that there's like this new platform or yeah. there's this new, you know, way that people are interacting that we may have to be mindful of. So yes. as a parent, it's your responsibility Absolutely. to make sure that you're doing that, that you're staying on on top of things and not just saying oh this is not my generation so therefore right. i'm just going to be dumb to what's happening all right y'all so don't be dumb 
to what's happening and be sure to follow us on <laughs> <laughs> social media. That was great. That was that You like that great. one? That's you like that one? I was like, don't be a fool. Ha. Don't be a fool. Follow us on social media, uh, Dead Ass the Podcast, because we always post like cute little clips and you know all that good yes. stuff there. And uh, be sure to follow me on social media, and I'm going to share with y'all what I feel to share because you know <laughs> we have a relationship. Kadeen, I am, and I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Dead Ass. We'll see y'all next time. Yeah. Dead Ass is a production of iHeart Media Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are, and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.